0: the education front training is education. So if in certain States you go take a class, it gets college credit. So it depends whether you have a fire academy or fire college or whatever it may be. So for me, it's anything that builds on knowledge is education and I will not, or I try to refuse to knock anyone that's in any pursuit of becoming better a class, a formal education, um, even the motive, because some people would say, hey, they're doing this just so they can become that. I'm good. Whatever puts people in a position or a mindset where they're going to become better versions of themselves, more educated, better trained. For me, I just don't see a loss. Does it take up your time and prohibit you from doing other things? Sure, short term, but- if I don't go take this class and do this training, it's not going to allow me to become proficient at it. That's not going to allow me to teach people. That's not going to be allowed me to maybe even develop uh, classes of my own. Same thing applies to education. It just seems like that investment has to be made, but long-term it pays out. So I'm not really, I get lost with with the, the, um, the concept of if you're pursuing a formal education or any type of training, you should have any type of feedback, except for positive feedback.
1: Well, I got a question for you. Um, speaking about formal education, if an individual did not already have formal education before they came into the fire service, so let's just say they didn't go right out of high school into college and obtain some degree, <clears throat> they entered into the to the fire service, is there a time that's better to get your formal education than another time? I mean, are you better to get it as a firefighter, as an officer? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Or what's anybody's thoughts?
2: I'll yeah. tell you. time before you minutes. make a battalion chief. Say, Say that, that again. Any time before you make a battalion chief. You're, you're, you're <laughs> way too busy for it then. I can tell you right now.
0: Well, I think it, it uh, depends too, Hatch. Don't you think? Because if, so that, that would be me. I came in with, with nothing. And um, definitely as a firefighter. And as a company officer, during that time frame, you're allotted a lot more time to concentrate on that stuff. And I would highly, highly recommend it. Then when you get into some of the upper stuff, it's almost like reading for me. This is for me, my personal experience. It's like reading a book. The timing has to be right. So if I'm working at a master's level, when I'm a firefighter, it's going to be a while before those things actually, I know a lot of it is applicable but before you truly apply and have the ability to engage on all those things. So I say you start right away more than starting right away. What I would say is what is your plan? Don't just chase somebody else's coattail. It may be, look, my goal is before I obtain company officer, I want to get an associate's degree before I obtain my battalion chief. I want to get a bachelor's degree. And before I obtain, you know, a higher level, I'm going to get them. Whatever it is, I just think that you should work at your pace with your situation and your goals. And that is not all encompassing.
1: But do our, our young, newer firefighters coming in like that with that kind of mindset, we're like, okay, I'm going to make company officer. And then I'm going to make battalion chief. And here's the steps that I need to take. I mean, are they really coming in that focused?
0: We need to have mentorship programs, whether it's, in recruit class or training or anything else is the paradigm in the fire service. Now, if you want a tomorrow in the fire service, education, it would be wise. If we look and we date back when EMS came into the fire service, it was the same thing. A lot of people said, no way, that's not what I signed up for. So I think that would come with mentorship from our end to say, look, I highly advise that you start looking at this. I think, and we've spoken about this in the past, I think that departments should start looking at incorporating formal education into their training process. So if you are in with a local te- tech college, let's say, and you're already running through a recruit process, there's college credits that could be obtained there. And and, and diff- we can get very innovative about getting this done. If in fact, uh, and this w- this is the only part that would be thrown out there and I'd love to hear back from some of the listeners their thoughts. If in fact we can agree that the future of the fire service, current and future of the fire service, formal education is important. Simple question, is it important? Then the next question will be important to what? Important to the future, to your progression within the fire service. I say in most cases, the answer to that is yes. For your future in the fire service, it would be extremely beneficial to have some type of formal education. So, we should start preparing them right off, right coming in.
1: I kind of like the thoughts of at least that firefighter uh, prior to company officer level really kind of focusing on, if you don't have it, focusing on that two-year fire science, fire management, you know, whatever that particular thing may be. Um, I think that's probably a pretty good spot to start. So
3: I don't, I don't necessarily agree wholeheartedly with that angle. I Which one it, it, well Shocker. what you said <laughs> what you said, Pabell was that uh, you might not be able to use those those things that you're learning at that level, so it might not be advantageous to have that education at that point. is that correct?
0: well no, sort of, so what I was getting at is yes it is it's always going to be beneficial, but for instance, as a firefighter if i and if you can do it. I'm saying to do it, but let's suppose I have a graduate degree, of course, it's going to be beneficial. But in my pursuit of education, if I'm actually pursuing different levels of education, I would line it up to what my career goals and good timing, because although they would be beneficial, there's only certain amount of information that you're going to retain when you don't use it. So for me, I found it a lot it's been more applicable to go, it, it kind of matches where I'm at. Like reading a book prematurely that you can't retain all that information. And then yes, you can retain some of it or it's applicable. But if you read it at that right timing, it's just more advantageous, but I am no way, shape or saying don't pursue all the way the highest. Education no, no, thing.
3: that's not what I was. That's not what I was trying to imply. I was just trying to zero in on what you were saying. And, and I, I kind of think that education has to be more of when you're ready. Um, sure. And the, the, the other piece of that is that uh, I don't know that I value the actual education as much as the education process. I think the process of learning to learn is just as important as any bit of information that you receive. So when you talk about being able to apply the information, that, that is part of it but that process of learning how to learn and how to think and you know, so that you can do that when you're outside of an established classroom so that you become that person that's constantly learning. But um, I don't know that people are ready for it when they first come into the fire service. I think some of them probably are coming to the fire service to get away from that, you know, uh, to, to avoid having to have a, a degree or a, a formal education past high school. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. I, I, I want to stress, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But um, I do think that pursuing whatever it is that you're going to learn. other If you don't pursue education as you move forward in life, you're basically saying that you're fully formed. Yeah, you're done. There's nothing else that I can learn that will make me better. So whether you're learning in church, whether you're learning, you know, whatever. Volunteering
1: you know. your time, whatever the case may exactly. be. You know? Yeah. I think As you do. bring up a good point, Bill, with the uh, education piece. You know, it's not so much about, uh, I mean, I think there's some benefits to studying, uh, you know, in the appropriate band, so to speak. But I think just the just the process of educating yourself and going through that is a is a tremendous benefit. I, I just, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying on that. I think the when you're ready kind of thing is a little bit difficult. Um, that, I don't know if I, I may have butchered that statement up and made right there because I don't know if anybody's ever quite ready or maybe they're all. I mean, I think I just was like I got to finish this. Like I got just no. We it.
3: we all should we all need pushing, but if you force, you know, I've got a son right now in college. I thought seriously about whether or not he needed to go to school right now. Is he in a position where he's going to benefit from him, or does it hurt benefit from it, or does he hurt, Does it hurt him? You know, uh, is he ready? Is 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 his mind right for what he's about to do? But um, Hatch, you started all this with a with. Say it again. I, I want to make sure that we we're kind of jumping off from where we thought we were.
2: Uh, talking about that, the the higher education was uh, self absorbed. Okay. Well, and, and, and you know, this is an isolated instance. Uh, I think I don't think all of it is, and but I think what he was discussing was people who who let their job duties suffer so that they can do their schoolwork. He sees it as self-absorbed. It's probably a better way of explaining what well, his what his situation was.
3: I would agree with him if that's all he does or she does. If that's the only thing you're doing while you're at work, then yeah, that's self-absorbed. That's you're, you're spending your time at work.
2: such A a huge decision maker. I mean, promotions are made off of, you know, whether or not you have uh, a bachelor's degree, a a master's degree, it's such a big thing, just as Pabelle's talking about that, that the departments are moving towards as far as going with the higher education, people who are already involved and got involved in the fire service and, and had experience in training classes and whatever, uh, if they wanna go further, they, they have to have some of that time to dedicate to their higher education. And so they're, they're taking the time while they're at work doing it, you know, not time away well, from their families I- when they're at home. And, but is, is it worth, is it worth you, the job suffering? Is the higher education, are we getting enough return on investment from the higher education that it's worth not having that same super smart individual use some of his experience and using some of his skills to teach? those skills to people instead. Well, that's the the point of
3: education, right? The point of education is to get learned and then pass it on to somebody else. So if you're only doing it and getting that learning in to get promoted and you have no intention of passing it on to someone else, then that is self-absorbed and it's, uh, greedy and anything else that you want to label. Yeah, but
2: everybody gets is not just looking for the promotions for the, the money. It's also so they can influence more people. So there's still that passing on that can happen that has to happen by you getting promoted. But if that is the step, that is the pathway that you've got to go through by having a degree.
3: No, no. I, I, what I'm saying is, let's say you go to five classes and you learn five things. Whether you get promoted or not, you have an obligation to pass those five things along. In my mind. If I'm a if I'm a uh what are you
2: smiling about? <laughs> I'm just laughing.
3: That was a smile?
2: <laughs> I have a dimple it shows.
3: I mean if if you're getting learning, then you have an obligation to pass it on to the people that, that you're supervising or that you're working with or whatever. I mean that's
2: that's in a perfect point, right? world, that's true, but you know it's and, not and, a perfect I mean, that's world. What, that's what we're
3: doing right here, right? Isn't that what this whole podcast is basically doing?
0: It is, I mean, but it doesn't mean that everybody else is going to do it. I mean, I just like talking to you guys, you know, and
2: getting I you know, that's up- why we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I no, think- you're right. You're right, and it it, it is our passion for it, you know, to pass it along and to educate people. I 100 percent agree, but that's that's ideal. But I don't think every situation
0: is ideal, and that's well, more or less what he was talking
1: about. Ha- are we going to have to raise hands, Pavel, I see you trying to jump in there, so go.
0: I was just going to say that I get the self absorbed component. Some people are going to do that no matter what. This is 100% the benefit me. I am not going to pass this information along. It still makes them a better individual. So for me, you can't go wrong. Maximizing, and I hate putting it around formal education, any knowledge that you gain, any time you're learning, which should be all the time, the self-absorbed individual, yes, this is 100% for me. I am not going to share it. I want to make sure I have this for... So I can be better than the next guy. So I can have a step above whatever the case may be, that individual still improved. So I think it's wrong. I think that all information should be shared and you should always be mentoring and helping people grow. But at the same rate, for me, you can't fail because that individual is still part of our organization and they have benefited from from that. So I understand that part. Does the organization pay Uh, like Hatch is saying, because now they're taking the time at work to pursue this. They're taking their time at work when they go do any training that they do. So for me, I put it to me, it's all knowledge. The unfortunate part would be when it doesn't get shared or when, when more of the organization can't benefit from it, but will the organization benefit from the guy that takes a 24 hour, uh, officer course versus a degree none of which are shared with anybody else yeah the potential for the department to benefit from that is a lot less but they will that make sense
2: no
3: so i mean i i go ahead well you said officer class and i think you know sure you come out of that with a whatever certification but you're you know, you are passing things along, whether or not you're getting the, the present, you know, the PowerPoint presentation out and, and giving it to other people, you're passing things along. So I don't know. I, I think that I that hatch what you're presenting almost seems like an all or nothing. Uh, you know, either you're self-absorbed and I'm, I'm not saying that's your view. I'm, I'm saying that's that what that's, saying, that's I, kind I just of,
2: brought you what the guy said. I didn't say this is how I felt. You brought I a great it, topic. It's, it's, it's I think you're all it, it, overeducated you morons.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Probably. I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. Hey, so I will say this, the because as people listen to it, it goes to the battle of that we've all heard through the years of, you know, when you're a firefighter, you should be concentrating on learning the fire tactics and, and all that stuff. I'm one of the biggest supporters of that. I want to learn everything, want to be out there on the grind. But some of these skills can aid in decision-making, situational awareness. There's still a lot to be learned. So when somebody, I hate it that the battle always has to turn into formal education versus training. Who needs formal education? It's all about training and experience. I hate that battle because I don't think that, it is. I don't think it should be separated. I don't think it should be. It should be judged that way. I think it should be simple. All right.
2: Wait. It's wait. Wait. We'll no. Any further. If you had to pick one, training, formal education, or experience, which would you choose?
0: Ooh. That is so unfair. Yeah. No. I you this experience. was going to be
2: easy. Did you think I being think so. friends with me was going to be let's, easy? Let's
0: go back to the taco and the uh, and uh, experience. Experience. I agree. Experience.
2: But. So, uh, a uh, good experience you can yeah. have 25 years of serious no, service and have no experience oh, i say wow. it all the time okay.
0: when people say well you know i've been doing this for 40 years i'm like well i've been playing basketball for quite a while and i still suck at it so t- t- it doesn't necessarily mean you're good no, at but it. if
3: if if you can only have one right I mean, I you so can concerned. read you can read about fight and fire all you want in a book that's not gonna get it done you know so i, I i'd go with the experience but again hey, well, the experience.
1: Oh, I'd say experience. If I you only had to pick one, but again, I think it, the experience piece is like kind of what Hatch said. It's got to be good experience. I mean, yeah, you can learn from bad experiences too. But I, if I had to pick just one, I'd go from I'd go experience.
0: Well, look at it this way too. You you want so we're picking between experience. Name them again, Hatch. Training, uh, higher education, and experience. Okay.
2: It's only three. I don't, I can't believe you actually have to read it, write it down. He, he's looking at right quick. I,
0: I do, but remember, I'm taking notes so I can, you know, do all that hashtag stuff.
2: <laughs> Got to do definitions uh, later.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the great thing is that we all have the ability to get two of those. One of them, sometimes you just don't have the ability to get. Now, I know it could be thrown out there to go, well, not necessarily. There's financial. And one of them is hard to quantify. Yes. Yes. Very but I would. That's think, why
2: we use the other two all the time.
0: And it's it's within reach of most experience. I would love to gain more experience. If I had to say, hey, where's <clears throat> where's your weakness? Experience. It's it the limit, Whatever yeah, experience
1: and what? I mean, you talk about experience in, in fighting fires, dragon hose, or you talk about experience managing people, situations.
0: Put it in, you- in any one of those categories. If we had to, between all four of us here. The, um, our work experiences and what we've been involved with, we can go back and forth to where all of us are at a deficit because we are limited in experience. We want it, but it may be an organizational thing. and may be where you're at in your career. Um, I haven't dragged as much hose as you guys have. There's right. no one.
2: But do we undervalue the experience because we can't quantify it?
0: Yes, I believe we do. I believe we do. I don't know that we undervalue it. Well,
2: I'm still relishing that he said, I believe we do. So hang on a second. Let me, let me get, let me bask in this for a second. All right. All right. You can go on.
0: Why would you say that? I, we, we, somebody agreed with it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I <laughs> <Somebody laughs>
2: agree with it. I don't have that happen very often. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, are,
3: are you talking about in a formal process or how, how are you saying that it's undervalued? Because if you ask a firefighter on the truck, they're going to say, no, I don't undervalue experience. If you ask somebody who's promoting within the department, who's responsible for, uh, for you know, promoting individuals, they value it at a different level, I would assume. So let's
2: say we're laying out resumes. We're laying out resumes for, uh, for a position. How do you quantify experience?
0: Well, that's, that is difficult. I agree. Unfortunately, Uh, it comes down to a number. The number and the organization usually is equals the respect you're going to get for that. So if you look and you say, Hey, I worked for such and such department for 35 years, we're going to go, okay. Most of us, I I would think almost immediately you go, okay, that's a super busy department. That's not a busy department and that long in that department. So, but you're right. It's not something that's objective. It's just something that we're going to go, wow, 35 years. Uh, if it, just like you said, you, let's suppose that a resume is getting put out and you're looking at somebody that has 30 years of experience, the 30 years of experience itself, it kind of doesn't work by itself. You're immediately going to tie it into the organizations and any other information leading to it. So if I was to say, Hey, I spent 30 years at New York city fire department and retired as a battalion chief. You're going to take all those together, my position, my department and the years of service and go, wow, that's how I'm coming up with the equation. Um, then I could say the, the, the same exact thing, put a different organization and a different rank and you'll come with a different outcome on what you think that is. So, and it, 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 you're still taking your best guess at it. Okay. But so let me turn it around then. Same three choices, higher
3: education, uh, training and experience. Which one of those three is the easiest to recognize a deficiency in?
0: Training.
1: I don't know man you could probably see that in normal i mean formal education might be one that you could see the deficiency in too i'm yeah, not talking about
3: I, the, the the certificates that you've got and the letters no. after your name or anything Whether like they that can I'm apply talking it. about exactly which one
2: i think they're all equal
3: you think i think yeah, experience I, I, I think experience all the way it doesn't really? take long to fi- it doesn't take long to figure out that somebody does not know what they're doing
2: it doesn't yeah, take a people that have a master's degree that can't change kitty litter. <laughs> you can't. But that's we not all a product know. of their master's degree. That's sure, not if they have of a master's, master's degree, degree, some people would have a master's degree and it looks great on paper, the resumes look great, and you wouldn't trust them to do anything. You, we all not, know people like
3: this. They're also not going to have the experience because they're not. But you can't quantify you the
2: experience on the resumes other than how long they've worked somewhere.
3: I'm not talking exclusively
2: in resume in this situation.
3: I'm talking okay, about no, actual, no. actual looking at a
2: person. So you're saying, you're saying the easiest way to tell a failure is by them failing at their experience.
3: I think that's the easiest way to see deficiencies in any of those three. I the think that's the one that failure, will, sorry. that will pop up the quickest. So I say As soon training, as you put a nozzle in their hand, they're gonna, you're going to see whether
0: or not they know what they're doing. But or I've seen a lot of experience a people with a nozzle in their hand that, that couldn't really execute doing it time and time again for some very busy departments because they've never...
2: That's his, that's his point.
0: Well, for me, that would come down to training. The training is going to tell itself. The experience, you could do something wrong for years. You're I think the training, training might have been perfect. It's the individual that didn't receive it well. But experience, so you're saying experience is going to make everything better? You can keep doing things wrong, but experience is no, going no.
1: To... I forgot the original question. That's, That's not what I
0: said. I That's not people. what I said. That's not where
3: this was going. Oh. Which, of, which of the three, if it's so easy to spot formal education on a resume and it's quantifiable, if it's so easy to see it and it's so hard to quantify experience, if we turn it around, how easy is it to spot a deficiency in
1: one of those? And well, I, think I think it's going to depend on the design. setting. I think it, I think they're. I think you could show it easily in either one, depending but on the setting. If it's why the why fire ground, it, yeah, you probably it, it, could show it up. But if it's sitting behind the desk, and it's going to show up. You know, and to
2: Bell's point, I mean, there's going to be some things that you could, I mean, a skills assessment is really the, the, the leveling ground, you know, to see if people can actually do what they have training in education in and experience in. Um, but there are going to be some things that some people are never going to experience that others will. So I mean, you can't always use that. So it would be training and education that would come in, but if they can't do it, they're equally irrelevant if they can't apply them
3: the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is facts, wisdom is the application of them.
2: Difference between certified and qualified. Bill smiles a lot more when you're in person. I wanted to follow
0: up with something.
2: (laughs) What'd you say, Hatch? I said you smile a lot more when you're in person. (laughs) Told you this is gonna be intimidating. (laughs) I know. He's, he's like watching himself purposely not making himself smile.
3: That's not true.
0: Well, I still think going back to, to the original thing that for anybody out there starting mid uh, career, I think you're cheating yourself. If you're not trying to gain as much experience, as much training and as much education as possible as possible. So some, there could be financial restraints, say, uh, talking about education. There could be limitations in education, period. Um, training is the same thing. There's, there may be physical limitations on certain trainings that you may want to do. Uh, and experience is one of those things that even the, even with that, step outside of your bubble. Go to the other departments, go to conferences you can get experience outside of the bubble that you're in. So for me, I look at all three of those. And I say, if you are not actively pursuing increasing your, your experience, your training and your education, you're cheating yourself and forget about promotions and forget about the fact that, Hey, if I have a degree, it ain't going to help me on a fire ground. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you self growth and how much better you can be to the fire service if these three things were present. That's
1: what I was going to say. You're not only cheating yourself, you're cheating those around you mm-hmm. because again, like Bill said, you hope that you are become becoming learned and then you are passing that on period.
3: Well, and Babel, I, I kind of, am going to pick it a little bit of what you said, but you know, I, I don't <laughs> think that, <laughs> I don't think that education is limited like that. Because just like you said with experience, you can go somewhere else and get that experience, go to a conference or something like that. I'm say the same thing with education. Pick up a book. Go talk to somebody who's done it. You know, spend some time reaching out, trying to get that education. Just because you don't have the money to go necessarily to a, a school or something like that, that, that shouldn't limit you.
0: So you bring up a, an excellent point. And I'd like to hit on this for those who are seeking out and feel that they may have some limitations or some roadblocks. Number one, I hit the formal education component. Um, I found myself early on because when I got into the fire service, just like we were talking about earlier, I actually came in because like, great, something that I can do that I can use all my life skills, but I don't have to go to college for, I'm in. And then I saw that the game was changing and it was something that would behoove me to pursue, so I did. And then the next obstacle was, well, I need to learn how to learn because it didn't come easy to me. And there was also the financial restraints. So there's a lot of scholarships out there available. And I, through my education, probably have gotten over $15,000 worth of scholarships out there that are at your fingertips if you search for them. So don't let anything get in your way if that's your goal, your mission. On the other side of it, and Bill, this fantastic point that you bring up, I was listening to a podcast that Hatch actually turned me on to. We're both certified psychologists because of listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, and one they had a person on there, and the person was just unbelievably intelligent and well-educated in the world of psychology and anthropology, and the person asked, you know, or, do you have a formal education this no why didn't you pursue a formal education and his response to it and i wish I, could, I had the exact words but he was basically saying um well i don't need to I have my formal education in other routes and i have the liberty to study this material any way shape or form that i want by all accounts the guy could have had a doctorate in, in, in the material by what he was talking about but it doesn't mean that you have to be, hey, I need to end up with a certificate at the end of this that says I got that education. You're 100% right. You could do self-study yourself on any subject matter. And that is still education.
3: And I'd say people that are listening to us right now are reaching out in that way, hopefully. Yeah,
2: looking for answers. Oh, looking for what? Looking for answers, yeah. Looking for right. you know different tactics and ideas on how to to do management and leadership and,
0: you know, burn things down. And if there's anything that I can help with uh, or any of us can help with, you know, send us an email. Um, I'd be more than happy to uh, turn people uh, in in a direction of some of the uh, scholarships and stuff that I applied for that was successful uh, getting. So if there's something that we can help with, you know, that's what we're here for. I mean, we're doing technically what we're talking about, which is, We've all got a lot of different experiences and we're giving everybody the ability to tap into those experiences. <clears throat> and for me, I definitely needed financial help to get through my education and it was not anything easy. I had to work very hard at it. So I always say for every one hour that one person spent studying material, I had to do it for three, but reach out to us. If if there's anything that we can do to aid in your effort to be better, but I st- It will go back to, doesn't matter whether it's training, the education, or the experiences, there's avenues out there for us to be able to get it.
3: So, question to everybody What is the formal education that you've gotten at this point?
0: I play all right, first, (laughs) Shane. Uh, Shane, go ahead, Shane. Yes, Shane, downhill from here. No, yeah.
1: What's the question again, Bill? I'm having a tough time putting my formal education to use here.
3: <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking about formal education. So in, uh, in the spirit of, uh, you know, being fair to the listeners, what are the levels of formal
1: education that we've all got? I have my master's degree. I have an MBA. And when did you get that? I completed it in 18, 2018. So that's something that you've actively been working on. Yeah. And my formal education started prior to the fire service and then stopped. And it was the reason, just like Pavel said, was kind of why I got in the fire service because I was a little bit over the the formal education piece. And I, I went to EMT school at that time. And that was my last bit of formal education for probably the next 15 years. And then I realized I needed to kind of get plugged back in And then I went back and finished uh, my associate's degree in fire science. And then from there, I uh, eventually finished my bachelor's degree in uh, organizational leadership and then finished up with my MBA.
3: Hatch,
0: Abel? Um, I came into the fire service with a high school diploma and really had no intention of any formal formalized education, I did have to. Uh, the paramedic program that I chose to go through was at a college, so that's where it started. I got my associates in fire science, my bachelor's in uh, fire department administration, and I'm currently in the process of completing my master's degree in uh, emergency management.
3: Patch.
2: I uh, came in the fire service as a high school graduate, always had the intention to get a college degree. Uh, so it's a personal goal, not necessarily an occupational thing. Uh, right now have uh, an associates and should have my bachelor's done by April. Bill?
3: Uh, yeah. So I got a college degree in 92 and then didn't do anything formal education until the last few years when I got into the EFO program at the National Fire Academy. So out of the four of us, I am easily uh the underachiever. Um
2: what what's your what's your degree in, Bill?
3: Well that's what I was about to to highlight. So not only is it formal education, I have a Bachelor of Science or a ba- Bachelor of Arts, excuse me. Bachelor of Arts in film, which is just about as useless as it could be.
1: That is kind of right disagreeable. Now, you're applying I it. Bill. Disagree with that?
3: So well, where what I would say about it, and I, I want to stress this again—not that it needs stressing—but um, the process of learning to learn was what was important uh, at that time in my life. Um, so there was, even though there's a, been a you know a thirty-year drought almost of uh, formal education, there was still education that was happening along, you know, along that time. Um, hey, Bill, I got a question for you.
0: Yeah, because like you said, there was a thirty-year drought. With that being said, do you feel that some of whether it's the education that you got or like you got your EFO later, but going back to the um, discussion that I was having in the beginning about if you can apply s- uh, some of that learning at certain times, do you would do you think it would have been? More helpful if that would have been later, where you could retain more of it, or it really doesn't matter. At that point, you were done, and whatever I you had the, to do,
3: the process of learning was there once that was built. As far as what I learned in school about film and all that, there's, you know, I don't think application was an issue.
0: Do I agree with you on the process of learning. Uh, there's uh, totally agree with that because my education surrounds um, what I do and that's on the formal side informally I've wasted not wasted I put countless hours into things that are not formal uh, if I had my choice most of it would be probably towards human behavior and psychology and that type of thing I don't need a formalized education we do a lot of study in it um, I think that the process of learning without any question is there But because all of my formalized education has been around things that are going to help me with the fire service, I have found them very, very, very useful. I, it doesn't make me better than the next guy. It just makes me a better version of myself. So I understand the learning process and definitely don't want to go into route, but it's going to be mentioned out there to say, well, you know, you you got this education and you're a battalion chief and this guy's a battalion chief and this guy's a battalion chief and they're 10 times better than you and what that it doesn't mean anything. Absolutely it does. It means I'm a better me. I am better for having it and I'm able to apply it because specifically because my studies are around the fire service than before I had it. So there are certain things that are you're just going through the process. But to me, there's no question that it has helped me to become a better version of myself and in turn has helped out the organizations that I'm involved with and the people that I come in contact with because I'm able to pass that along.
3: I think that's an excellent point. I mean, I, I just, I couldn't agree more with that.
2: So some departments uh, require degrees for promotion internally to positions let's say arbitrarily let's say battalion chief right some departments require a degree do they right. care what the degree is in do you get My more credit so for having far is no so do, so do you get more credit for having a degree in something f- industry related or is it exactly the same if you have some a degree in something industry related and not industry related
3: I can't answer to that because I don't know what the how the choice was made but I can say that my degree in film counts as a degree. It it probably wasn't weighted as heavily as somebody who has a degree in fire science or you know, a, an MBA or something like that. But it is a degree and and I will I will stand on the fact that it it teaches you the The process of learning
2: but in the application process for a a position let's say your position it didn't say industry related it just said degree Degree. correct yeah it kind of destroys a little bit of the validity on the higher education to be able to pass on type of argument in that if it's not something that has to be industry related
3: well i I get it you're a
2: long-time learner but you can be a long-time learner and be a reader and not have a degree i mean there's a lot of other factors to that to that well, you know, and, so, and I'm
3: not going to argue that, that there's stuff from the film degree that you could pass on in the fire service. I'm not going to make that argument. However, I would say that there ooh, is a little, little a bit draft. of a, Yeah. <laughs> We've already done that episode.
2: I know, um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but I think that you would get into an area where you'd have to argue what is applicable. Is a, uh, uh, a degree in psychology applicable in the fire service? you know, absolutely. So, but it's not fire service. (laughs) I have a
0: minor in psychology.
3: So here's, well, here's the, that kind of segues into my, my, my maybe last question for the group. If you could snap your fingers and have a a degree in something that you're not, you know, whatever it is, but somebody could confer upon you, not just the degree, but the knowledge as well. I'm not, it's not a shortcut uh, question but that you would have all of the knowledge that was required to get a degree in blank. What would that be? Easy. What would it be?
0: Anthropology.
3: Anthropology. You like their clothes? It fits.
1: (laughs) It fit.
2: Gosh, gosh, (laughs) gosh. I didn't see that coming.
0: I just kidding. Anthropology. Go ahead. No, that's, that's just it. There's, I, Why? Why? Uh, it, it still relates to what we do. It's, it's, a, it's a chase between the whole psychology and anthropology, but basically just there's independent behaviors that people have, and then there's the group behavior. And uh, for me, the group behavior, uh, whether it's the cultures or whatever it is, it's just always been extremely fascinating. And I think if you can wrap your mind around that, especially me being a very team-based individual, and I see that uh, a lot of strength comes out of a team. An individual can perform a lot more being part of a team than independent times. So anyway, that subject and the complexity of it and all that, without question, that's the route that I would want to go.
2: Jane?
1: Um. I, I'm going to butcher up this degree, but I would probably go along the lines of the uh, organizational psychology or industrial organizational Ooh. psychology, just because I think it gets into not only the people psychology, but it gets into more of the group dynamics. And I'm, I've always been very, very intrigued with uh, those group dynamics, cultural dynamics. So I would pick that organizational psychology.
2: That's probably a law degree.
3: Yeah,
1: that's what I'd pick for Bill.
3: Yeah. <laughs> See, and I, I wouldn't pick that for me. I'm. I'm actually. I would be more on the. Uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's. It's kind of in line with what Bell was saying, but it's the um, behavioral economics, the, the study of why people make the decisions they make when well, that the, is economics. Well, no, no. There, there's a whole offshoot of that because economics operates on the idea that people will make the decisions that are uh, financially or in whatever way you're measuring better for them. But what they found out is that people don't make those decisions. And why don't they make those decisions? Why do they make decisions that go against uh, personal gain? If, you know, if we live in a capitalist society, why isn't everyone driven by that? So that's, that's really the interesting thing about that is is that most of us wanted to, figure out why people do what they're doing which is a weird thing
1: hatch is just gonna why the law degree hatch no yeah no
2: yeah why it's always something that's interested me
1: i will (laughs) admit
3: i that's like my second choice but not because i want to imagine i i I just want the knowledge could you imagine
2: them two lawyers yes that'd be (laughs) off
0: who the hell is the judge
2: I like the uh, the the. I'd want them representing me, though. I can tell you that. Yes. <laughs> kind of the outwitting kind of way that you propose and arguments and stuff like that and preparing arguments for uh, things, law arguments. I I, I like those.
0: Hey, I have I a question we, before. Let's it do it. Hey, well, I actually plan. to on- retire
2: and go on vacation.
0: <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but <laughs> I do plan on pursuing it when I'm done. When I'm retired. Uh, I would like to pursue just for, again, self-purpose. But I do have a question. What do you spend a majority of your time studying, researching, reading? So when you're looking at your book selection, you go through your books or uh, your internet searches. What is it that you occupy your time trying to learn? Not Mm -hmm. stuff that... Oh, would say that again.
1: Leadership. Same with me. Just leadership. Catch? Leadership.
0: Yeah. Same here.
3: It's kind of pervasive. Looked All right, well. Is that it?
1: For that <laughs> one? Well,
3: nope. nope. all right. Well, listen. Nope. Let's uh, let's make sure that we close this out. Uh, our our listeners might not know it, but we had to do this one via Zoom, um, so that's why our audio quality has regressed a little bit. But uh, we will uh, be back in person just as soon as we can.
0: Yeah. Too bad we didn't get hacked and have something weird happen. I was kind of oh, looking yeah. for a little yeah. Zoom bomb. <laughs> yeah.
3: Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.